1: Joining me on the line right now is Ton Trong, WWL's a multimedia journalist. Ton, welcome back.
2: Ian, thank you. After that song, I feel like I'm, I'm at a pep rally in high school again. I
1: know. It just kind of makes you want to get your body <laughs> moving. Like, I'm just kind of like, it, you know, bouncing up and down in this chair a little bit. This chair's got a little bit of give to it, so I'm. Pump, pump the chair. Okay, man, tell us about the uh, the latest episode of the Ton Report, which, again, is uh, available at our website, WWL.com and on the Odyssey app and wherever else you get your podcasts. What you got this week?
2: Well, I thought that with Halloween around the corner that we should take a look at some scary stuff in Louisiana. And I'm not talking about the, the, the crime in our city. I'm talking <laughs> about some of the lore in Louisiana. We got enough drama in, in that department when it comes to, you know, just reality fears here but i thought that you know let's let's take a look at some of the the great lore that comes out of louisiana and particularly the one character that pops into my mind and uh and then i'm not wrong about this is the rougarou so i went down to Lafouche parish to talk to a, a rock and toast, as she calls herself uh a, a, a storyteller uh from from the cajun by S- say bio, it one uh, more time what is what is that what is that word what, uh, she calls herself a raconteuse, sort of a tour. Oh, oh, raconteur. sure. Raconteur. Okay. tour. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. Continue, yes. please.
2: Yes. Uh, but I spoke with Alexis Bro. She's a, a – a as she would say, she's from Cutoff, which she says it's the last Walmart on the way down the Grand Isle. That's her your words. But she says it's a region that's rich with a lot of history and a lot of stories, uh, especially from the Acadian uh, era and the, the Cajun country and she explained to me what the history of the ruguru is and that's really the the focus of this week's podcast and i thought it's close to halloween why not
1: great okay uh, what did you learn about the ruguru
2: well i mean obviously most of us understand the ruguru to be sort of this hybrid looking werewolf half person that's what i thought it was like it's like
1: a wolf wolf it is. wolf, wolf yeah. creature okay
2: that that is in uh, i guess visual media as as uh, Alexis bro told me, but she said, you know, the Cajuns understood the Rougarou to be something more of a shapeshifter. So yeah. it could be anything in terms of a, a, a creature. It could be, she said it could be a chicken. It could be a wild crazed chicken. Come it could on. Take the form. Yes. Hey, look, I, I don't make this stuff up. So I go to the, the, to the officials.
1: I'm not going to be it afraid of a be, chicken.
2: Well, it, it could be a, you know, a, a monsterized dog. Um, it could be a monster. It okay. could also be a
1: better, person. closer, warmer. That's yeah. that's kind of scary. It,
2: yeah, it, it it comes from there's there's obviously roots to what she called the loop guru, which is the the French term for, for the werewolf, uh, and obviously the Acadians had a lot of connections to to the French, um, you know, the French Cajuns, so on and so forth. Uh, but the the guru is traditionally, she said, a, a shapeshifter. Uh, it can take many forms. But I also learned that we as people could turn into the Rougarou. Uh, and there's, there's a long story behind that, but she said the, the traditional understanding of the Ruguru in the Cajun community was that it was sort of an enforcer that if you went astray of what your, your mama and your papa or your, your parents told you, or even some of the edicts of the church, uh, that the Rougarou would come and, and keep you in check, um, scare the hell out of you. And then, uh, you back on, on the right path, but it also could kind of be uh, something that we could turn into ourselves. That something that was externally putting a lot of fear into us. Um, we could one day become that too. Do we, and that,
1: yeah. Do we, do we decide to become the Ruguru or is it like, uh, or do we get uh, like possessed?
2: You know, it, it, I think we get possessed. Okay. And there's also, there's also a community aspect to it that, you know, there, there could be throughout the history um, of the, the Cajun community, um, there was always certain individuals that might be a little bit left of center. Um, and since we're, you know, close to Halloween, it, she, Alexis Bro told me, it's, it's similar to what the old folks, uh, like in the Middle Ages, used to think of witches. You know, when there were people that were strange and did strange things and had strange behavior in their life, uh, they'd be branded as witches. Uh, in the Cajun community back in the day, she said that, you know, folks that were, again, very odd, uh, were rumored to be the Ruguru that somehow that they were possessed and um, mm-hmm. the, the creatures would kind of emerge from them. Um, but I think it's sort of this tale of the monsters that we sometimes fear are the ones that are walking among us. And the mm-hmm. Ruguru is sort of a representation of us going astray of like these moral codes that uh, most communities have. Um, so I, I thought it was a fascinating look at just, how the rougarou came to be, um, and there's also rougarou fest apparently um, down what? in down in home. It was just last week. Yes, it was just last week, and it benefits the uh, the one of the areas that well, it's a wildlife center um, that really preserves and tries to kind of keep intact the the Louisiana coast and also the communities that live along it. Um, so true to form, the rougarou takes many forms. It's uh, a shapeshifter. So there's much more to that, and I, I encourage people to listen to the podcast. Ms. Alexis Bro can tell it much better than I can because she is what a rock and toos. A rock and
1: Well, I mean, yeah. look, if it's up to me, I kind of want the the wolf, the wolf edition. You know, I don't know if that's like, is it <laughs> is it like a wolf that walks upright on its hind legs, or is it like uh, like it's got the body of a man but a wolf's head?
2: That that is usually, in, in and I'll say this: the the Rugeru Fest down in Homa uh, just last week. Uh, their representation of the Ruguru was that, was a, a, a werewolf with, you know, part human body and the werewolf face and, and top half of that. Uh, but what's interesting to me is the, the Ruguru, it, it's sort of this, this creature that we think is ferocious. But Alexis Bro told me that, you know, versus compared to the, the European understanding of the, the traditional werewolf, the guru she said that is, the loop guru is a horrifying monster. Oh, you know, there are tales of indiscriminate killing, just oh. decapitations. Oh, my God. You know, destroying. Yeah. She said the Ruguru is actually a much more subtle creature. There, There's the body count is not as high. So it's so a the little Cajun, friendlier. The Cajun, yeah. Yeah. It, it's coming specifically for something. Like if, if you did something wrong, then the boogeyman's going to get you. And that's sort of the representation of the Ruguru. It embodies just universal idea of a boogeyman now the werewolf or the loop guru she said traditionally that thing is a monster that'll mess you up and kills you regard yeah i mean if you're just happen you know if you're in the middle ages happening to go out and feed the sheep you too could be part of that body count and the sheep wait did, but the ruguru not so much
1: did, but so the ruguru is here like okay you know you sassed your parents or you skipped church so the wolf guy is gonna come and, and give you a scare and get you back on the straight and narrow. But the European version, you can just be like, oh, I gotta go check on the sheep and he'll kill you just mm-hmm. for just for being around?
2: Yes. High body count as Alexis Bro told Good me. Good lord. Now to be fair to be fair, she said, look, if if I see a Rougarou in my in my area, in my neck of the woods, and she lives in cutoff in Lafouche parish, she says, uh, and quote, and this is, you can listen to the podcast. She says, I will avoid all my bodily fluids and run away. Whoa, whoa. So it's still a scary, whoa. so yeah, it's still a scary issue here. I mean, it's not like the Rougar is like a, a, a friendly, a friendly Wait. monster. It, it's there to enforce and keep us in check.
1: She said, she said she's going to avoid all her bodily fluids if she sees it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, involuntarily
1: because would... she's scared or because that's like, the way that you get it to leave you alone like a, like a like a skunk you know if a skunk is startled he'll he'll do the skunk spray
2: is this... i think she will involuntarily because okay. it's a scary thing that look makes more the rugu is honestly. still yeah the, the rugu is still a, a frightening monster uh, you know if you're talking about a boogeyman if you're talking about a know, possessed person or a possessed demon eh, you know you, you might lose some bodily fluids in that
1: i don't know i i don't think i'm going to i mean <laughs> it's got to be pretty scary Because I know it's not going to, now that I know, you know, having learned everything that I've learned today, speaking with you, and I'll listen to your podcast over the weekend while I'm doing dishes, but, which is when I listen to my podcast, but I, I'm not going to be scared if it's like a chicken, like a half wolf chicken, like a, like a chicken sized wolf that comes and is like, Oh, you know, cut that guy off at the red light the other day. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be scared of that.
2: I will. I will ask you. When's the last time you saw a possessed chicken? If I see one, I'm running. What is it? if I did something wrong, and I know, it, and that that's that's the world telling me, or the, you know, the the spirit world out there telling me I did something wrong, I'm running, man.
1: Okay, well, you, but you, you chickens <laughs> are easy to do. It's not like a possessed dog or a wolf or an alligator. A chick, you can just drop kick a chicken. It'll leave you alone. I don't recommend doing that unless it's trying to hurt you.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the gator because I think that the part of the lore, and it's certainly that that's why the Rougarou came to be, is that she said, think about this. Like These stories were, were created when the marsh was much bigger, the swamp was much closer, the trees were, were, were much bigger, uh, you know, and there were no lights and electricity back in the day in, in, in Cajun country when the Acadians came. Yeah. So you had to kind of keep people in check. Um, you know, is the Rougarou true? I don't know, but. You know, it's, it's, it's lasted, especially in, in this neck of the woods. And look, we, we have a boxer, uh, Regis Progray Rougarou. I mean, he is Regis Rougarou Progray. Oh. Um, he's a ferocious boxer. He took yeah. on the, the name ruguru for, for his, for his culture, for his grandparents and his grandfather specifically, but he's also a ferocious fighter. So, you know, the ruguru still has this uh, connotation of, of being fierce and frightening. And, you know, I think pretty appropriate for nowadays when it comes to the Halloween and that's why we visited he wants this to, episode of the podcast he
1: wants to strike fear into the hearts of his opponents, so he gave himself the Ruguru name. hey I got some text messages oh, yeah. here now and I want to leave some meat on the bone so people go and listen to your podcast sure mm-hmm. but uh, here's a text that says what about the 13 pennies
2: that is part of the podcast uh-huh. yeah there, there are some very yes, there are some very odd things that's very that, mysterious uh, sounding
1: the 13 yeah. pennies OK, apparently, well,
2: apparently, if you put if you put a little bit of uh, distraction to the Rougarou, if it enters your house, 13 pennies, uh, it will distract the Rougarou. Uh, it has to count some things. There's there's an aspect of putting a colander uh, near a doorway. You know, have to count the, the holes in the colander what? as well. That's what I look. There's very it gets very specific. And, you know, <sighs> I, obviously, Ton Trung is not a Cajun name. <laughs> so I had to defer to the, the experts on this one. Uh, Alexis Bro, and admittedly, she said she she didn't uh, come to kind of connect with her Cajun roots until later in life. But now that she has, she's fully immersed herself. She's a great storyteller. She's a visual artist. She's also an author. One of her books uh, she wrote was called One Two Ruguru. So you know, she says it can get very specific. And the thirteen penny I would is think a thing. So.
1: Okay, I'm yeah. I'm imagining now. I'm kind of coming back the other way. If I, you know, get up in the middle of the night to go pee and I see at my doorway there's a possessed chicken counting holes in a colander, just kind of standing by the door, that seems unwholesome. That's weird. I, I would be disturbed by that.
2: Well, good thing you just went to pee because you have now avoided your I would avoid fluid, my body so you fluid. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Here's
1: a text that says, uh, hey, Ian, if you got possessed by the Ruguru, your toenails will grow very long because the silver in the toenail clippers is like a wooden cross to Dracula. Whoa. Really? Okay. Did you hear about that? I didn't get into
2: Dracula. I didn't know. I did not get into Dracula in the podcast, but you know what? The the interesting thing to me was that what, what Alexis bro told me is that, look, you know, the there's, there's a in between kind of area of, of Louisiana, you know, it's like, we have brackish water and she said that a lot of things in Louisiana are blurred sometimes. And that's where the lore comes from. But she said, really, you know, some of the scarier stuff in, um, in Louisiana lore is the real stuff. And she told me about a couple of true stories uh, about some vampire like brothers in new Orleans. And I won't give that away. Check out the podcast. And she said, there's police reports uh, written on that. And she said, look, at the end of the day, like some of the more scary stuff, uh, is the stuff that really happened. And she talked about these way back hurricanes and images of women drowning and that were caught mm-hmm. up in the trees, and so they were dangling uh, by their hair in the trees. She oh, said, God. that's the more horrifying stuff. Yeah, that's um, The reality sometimes is scarier than, than the stuff that we can create.
1: Okay, uh, kind of drawing to a close here, Tan, I want to ask you a couple mm-hmm. about a couple more of these texts. Uh, here's a text that says, a Rougarou wants relief, so he'll bite you. So you turn into one, and I'm from Cutoff, and I was t- I've been told this story forever. So it is, it's a little bit of like vampire there where a Rougarou will bite you, and then you turn into one. You become possessed, and then you become yes. It's like yes. a suit that we just take turns wearing.
2: There, there is a, a sort of a trade-off. You can sort of become the Rougarou. Um It has to do with something with a full moon. Um, you have to do it on a gravel road. I mean, the, the rules get very specific. Um, And, that you know, these are the rules that Alexis Bro told me uh, that have been passed down from generation to generation. Obviously, sometimes, you know, as as you know, if you start one story in one particular place and then you end up maybe in the 13th person that you told, um, the story is going to be morphed a little. But I think that's what makes it interesting is that, you know, there's adaptations and understandings that change over the generations. But still here. You know, we still have the mm. Rougarou, and again, the, the Rougarou Fest uh, just took place last week. Um, Alexis Pro was part of it, and she, she's sort of the folklorist uh, mm. telling about the, the lore of the Rougarou down in, down in Homa. Yeah. Uh,
1: a couple people are responding to my, uh, perhaps, uh, dismissive comments about chickens. Jeez. Here's a text that says, You've obviously not spent much time around chickens or roosters. They're like little dinosaurs. They will peck and spur you if you make them mad. Uh, Another texter says, oh, where did the other chicken comment go? This damn thing always moves around. (laughs) Um,
2: It's like wrangling chickens.
1: Yeah. Look, I have been around chickens. I I was was living in Sweden for a summer many, many years ago on an apple orchard, and there were chickens everywhere just running wild because we had a slug problem, and the chickens, we eat the slugs, so we just let them run around in the garden. And, yeah, they were... Uh, they had bad attitudes, you know, and they'd come and they'd, you know, sass you a little bit, but you just push them aside with your foot gently. And I'm sure if it was much more angry than that, you know, I guess they could get up in your face and start kind of flapping around. I don't know. I've never met a chicken. I didn't think that I could overpower if it really came to it. Wow. We really learned a lot about each other in this segment. Ton Tronk, thank you so much for your time and for your work. I love your podcast, man. Uh, Again, that's available at WWL.com and on the Odyssey app and anywhere you get your podcast. You have a great weekend, man. Have fun and stay safe.
0: All right, Ian. Thank you. See you later, Ton.